0: Number one most valuable thing you have is objective diagnostic imaging and testing. Because even a doctor's opinion, soap notes, it could still be subjective.
1: The Concussion Center proudly presents Talking Heads, a podcast based on all things related to head injuries. This is not just a show about concussion. In this series, we take an in-depth look at the brain and its function specifically after there is trauma. Hosted by Brent Jones, Antonio Walden, and Dr. Robert Allen, Talking Heads was created to give a realistic perspective to head injuries. So sit back, relax, and let us fill your head with brain knowledge. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Heads. We are so happy here to have with us one of, in my opinion, one of the best people I've made in personal injury. And by just happenstance, I mean, he's got to be one of the best attorneys as well, because good people are, are good at what they do. Um, has an amazing practice over nestled. Um, is it Marietta or is it Roswell? It's Marietta.
0: We're, we're, we're in between Marietta and Roswell. We're, we're okay. in East Cobb, but East Cobb doesn't actually exist on a map anywhere. <laughs> so we're closer to downtown Roswell than we are downtown Marietta.
1: Okay, gotcha. So everyone, the smooth voice that you hear comforting me today is that of Ali Salimi, attorney Ali Salimi of the Auto Accident Attorneys, is here with us today, man. Well, thank you for sitting down with us. We we're happy to have you here.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Antonio. It's a pleasure.
1: Yeah, um, I think Brennan Rob is still fighting over who has the best hair. Um, But or they may have known you were coming on today and didn't want to compete with you. So Uh, (laughs) you just got me sitting here in the captain's chair today. So Um, but we'll just jump right into it. Um, As you guys who are faithful listeners know, we always just like to have a conversation. Always something interesting about head injuries, always with interesting people. So um, attorney Ali, I will ask you what I ask every attorney that sits down with us. Now, what got you into law in the first
0: place? It was actually my parents uh, and not the stereotypical answer of an immigrant child or a child of immigrant parents, where they say that you only have two choices. You'd be a doctor or a lawyer. (laughs) Parents didn't give me those choices. Actually, I I could only be an engineer. Oh, wow. Um, In middle school, my, my mother was in a catastrophic accident with, ironically enough, a Cobb County Police Department. Uh, squad car here in, in Marietta. Oh wow! And her reaction to the accident didn't sit right. I'm a, I was a little kid, so I don't know how the process works. But it never sat right with me because it always seemed like this person was in the wrong, and I don't know why my mother is so accommodating to this person, and it didn't sit right with me. And as I grew older, I realized that they had an in. Both of my parents, as immigrants from the Middle East. Whether it was an inherent distrust or uh, not understanding the legal process, because over there, you know, something happens, you go and you pay somebody five hundred bucks, and it 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 it, it is what it is. (laughs) It was. I knew that that wasn't the system here, and and it's something I wanted to learn about. And it ever since we opened up, Jamie and I, my wife and I, I opened up the auto accident attorneys group. Uh, firm here in East Cobb. And ever since it's been opened, it's been kind of a a guiding principle for me to seek out specifically immigrant families involved in auto accidents so that through this process, they can learn about their rights and, and how, for as many flaws as we have, how well the process actually works and they sort of learn about it. So it's my own little way of teaching the american way Mm. (laughs) or the at least the american (laughs) justice system the legal process to people who otherwise may not have an opportunity to interact with it
1: gotcha okay and you inadvertently answered my follow-up question i always ask what keeps you in law because i know on our side there's there's special individuals that we all run across every day whether they're on one side of the equation or the other (laughs) and it makes you question can i really I can I can live off flipping burgers at Burger King. I could, <laughs> but then I mean, like you just said, that passion keeps you into it. Um, and one thing that I heard you speak about just then, and I, and I saw your eyes light up when you said it, It's like you like to teach. So, what kind of educational, um, I guess, initiatives do you guys spearhead out of out of the firm there?
0: Well, I mean, not unlike most other firms, we rely heavily on social media um, and. It's not just for marketing purposes. We're not out here doing the uh, the dances. <laughs> no, it's just information because it's the, in my opinion, right now in the year 2022, everyone's on their phones looking at social media, even if they catch 10 seconds of something. And I repeat a lot of the stuff I say. Mm-hmm. They catch 10 seconds of it. That's a piece of information that they didn't have before. Exactly. So that's what we do outwardly. Inter mm-hmm. office every month. We have a workshop. Um, not everyone that works in our office is a licensed attorney, mm-hmm. but I would, I would, if I was a betting man, I would bet money that most of our staff are probably better versed in tort law mm-hmm. than law students.
1: <laughs> wow. 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 Well, I mean, uh, from the first time we sat down and talked, I mean, aside from your extensive collection of collectibles, which I, I'm still envious of, um, that's one <laughs> thing I picked up on is that you you made time to study, um, and that's one thing that's about you is that you don't speak unless you don't unless you know, and you're one of the few people I know that if I ask a question to you, you're more than happy to say, "Well, look, I don't know, but let me go find out," <laughs> right. other, other than spew some
0: some, some non-useful
1: information out there and just let it be. But,
0: um, Antonio, that's, that's not even out of benevolence. Mm -hmm. That's just because I know that the information is so readily available that if I misspeak, Mm -hmm. it's not going to last more than 72 hours before you correct me. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, and as an attorney, you know, the value of fact checking. So, right. (laughs) Oh man. So, um, once again, it's called Talking Heads. And I mean, we we started this podcast, honestly, from that same um, trajectory. Is um, Whereas I was pretty effective knocking on doors, sitting down, meeting with people one at a time. Um, but then it, it struck us one day. It's like, hey, what if we could talk to four people at a time or five people at a time or 500 people at a time? How can we do that? And um, in the midst of the pandemic, I became one of the, I think, what, million podcasts that were created (laughs) so i just uh one day said hey brent let's do a podcast he goes about what i was like head injuries (laughs) so we sat down and did it all right um i think we're the only one out there specifically around head injury so uh we've been lucky enough to have great attorneys like your cell phone um surgeons other um, doctors of specific specialties um, and then even a couple um, athletes as well, too. So just talking about head injuries from all different perspectives. Um, actually, this is brilliant. First, yeah, this is first time I actually thought to ask this question, though. But do you remember the first case where you had a head injury that you included in the case? Uh,
0: it, it's, uh, this is going to sound scripted. I <laughs> genuinely had not even thought of this case until the moment that you just mentioned it. And mm-hmm. ironically enough, it was, it's something that in the first year, it was one of my first pra- uh, first clients, uh-huh. uh, within like the first two or three years of practice doing personal injury cases. Um, this case came through, it seemed even the defense had me convinced that this is a, a, a zero case that there's nothing there. And this is one of those cases that I, to this date, use to show even other attorneys, hey, don't rely on property damage. Mm-hmm. So with that setup, <clears throat> there was less than $2,000 in property damage. Um, very, very minor. Uh, when this podcast is over, actually, <clears throat> if you remind me, I'll share you pictures. It's okay. still in the case file of the property damage. But we had a an MTBI, a minor mm-hmm. Traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. diagnosis. <clears throat> and I know that probably for some of the listeners, an, an MTBI seems that seems ironic in and of itself. How do you have a traumatic brain injury that's minor? Though so we have them. Right. Uh, and this is a case where there was literally a $0 offer on the table. And not forgive me, listeners, I'm a plaintiff's attorney. I'm not in medicine. I can't help heal anyone. My only objective as other plaintiff's attorney is to retain the highest possible compensatory damages available. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was a $0 case offer. We got a really, really good diagnosis on the TBI case. It was a concussion center case. And it was, uh, if I'm not missed now I forget the exact dollar amount. I believe it was just under $300,000 from zero. And that really speaks to the importance of the diagnosis of that injury, because Mm -hmm. when you look at the vehicle, nothing going on. And this isn't a plaintiff where, you know, he wasn't an athlete. It's not like anything else would have happened. Just a minor incident could cause a TBI or a head injury that even the person suffering from it may not be aware of uh, without All of the tech that we have now with, I know the concussion center is doing a lot of different, um, they're implementing a lot of different technologies that can diagnose head injury. And Mm -hmm. those are invaluable, especially from a plaintiff's attorney where our revenue is so dependent upon settlements. The diagnosis and the diagnostic testing is absolutely priceless for us.
1: Got Well, I mean, and in that, in that line, um, with it being so important, why do you think it took so long for head injuries to move to the forefront or to get the, get the attention that they've been getting for the last few years when it comes to personal injuries?
0: I think it's, an, it's just a learning curve. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't know how many of your listeners remember Junior Seau, at the chargers, but, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I I remember him in my young adult age, the, Mm -hmm. the guy was still playing. Yep. And it was even in, at that time, when I look back now, the information we have about traumatic brain injury versus Man, I wish I could Google it really quickly. The Joe Rogan podcast has a young Jamie that he just researches things.
1: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know the year where Junior Sayal took his own life, but he, if you remember, he he shot himself in the chest so that, and he has left head. a note because he wanted medical professionals to to look at his brain. Um, that was not that long ago. So I'd May, say
1: May second, two thousand twelve.
0: Twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. That's. 10 years ago. Wow, almost to the date, May right. of 2012. Yep. So for 10 years, that's not a long time at all. And mm-hmm. and at that time this this guy God forgive me, I hope I'm not speaking ill, but he he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So that he could present his brain to the medical community to be like, hey, something nobody is out here talking about this. Right. Something is going on. I'm I'm not right. I know me. Mm-hmm. I'm not right, but I'm not a medical professional. I need you guys to figure it out. So I'd say the, as far as is coming around, um, you know, it it's just the learning curve, in my opinion. And yeah. I think the more people, one of the I don't know if you want to say fortunate or unfortunate circumstances, but wherever there is money to be made, mm-hmm. technology will advance in that sector. Oh, so wow, yeah. in in this area, we, we're clear. I just told you about a case that had less than $2,000 in property damage and it settled mm-hmm. for nearly $300,000 uh, b- without even going in before a jury. That means there's money in it. That money is it's going to beget further technology for us to be able to have yeah. more diagnostic testing, which I think is a great thing, even outside mm-hmm. of- injury work.
1: Yeah. That's 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 amazing that you you draw that correlation which I mean you're you're an attorney you should. I never thought about it that way. I mean, but I mean think about how the systems are set up. I mean, especially in a capitalistic society. You don't start a business in an oversaturated market or in a market where there's no demand. You start right. a business where there's demand and where there's opportunity to expand. So yeah, that's exactly. you're absolutely right. I mean, and The um, correlation between athletics and car injuries. I mean, the body goes through similar traumas in both of those. The only difference is in athletics, you have equipment that's supposed to lessen the trauma. But in a car accident, you don't. Um, And it took a a little bit of time for that correlation to be accepted, which um, I'm quite sure you're still seeing some some pushback on um, some of the newer things and some of the newer findings that are coming out. Um, so what do you do when the, when the other side doesn't fully understand or grasp what you're trying to convey to them with, with something like around a head injury or something around something that can't be seen on an MRI or on a scan?
0: That is where the technology for the diagnostic testing really mm-hmm. comes into play. Luckily, I, I say this to potential clients that want to retain, not just our firm, but any mm-hmm. plaintiff's firm. I say, look, we're, we're not medical professionals. We're nothing more than glorified storytellers. The best <laughs> thing we can do is to explain to a third party what has happened to you. And the best way that any plaintiff's attorney t- can explain what happened to a particular person, what subjectively happened to one person, you have to explain to an objective third party. Uh-huh. The number one, most valuable thing you have is objective diagnostic imaging and testing. Because even a doctor's opinion, soap notes, it could still be subjective. Mm -hmm. Diagnostic testing, that's, that's nothing but objectivity. So as long as we have demonstrative evidence through objective diagnostic testing of a particular type of injury, it really makes our job easier.
1: Makes total sense. Um, And I'm glad that it's becoming more accepted um, because, like you said, even with just somebody's opinion, um, Mm -hmm. unless you can put that data next to it, unless you can put a graph or a chart next to it that people can look Mm -hmm. at and say, oh, wow, that's normal and that's abnormal and your client is there, then that makes it a lot easier when, when you are telling that story. Um, exactly. I mean, and I like that that analogy. Uh, once again, another another great analogy you came up with, because I was just sitting here thinking, think about when you first start learning to read. And as you transition through life, the pictures got a lot less and the words got a lot more. <laughs> right. But what right. Were most, what were the most interesting books to read? The ones with the pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, even now we're we're more inclined to. Grasp what the idea you're trying to get across when there's a picture that can illustrate it.
0: And that's it's invaluable, right. absolutely invaluable.
1: Right. So what what do you think needs to to happen in order for the trajectory we've seen the attention of um, TBI is getting for that to continue, or do you think it will continue?
0: Well, um, speaking just in terms of personal injury cases, I think that. Uh, a broader education of plaintiff's attorneys Mm -hmm. to understand TBIs as a whole, which I see that's going on. Um, You know, at the turn of every year, I'm always looking at different seminars and conferences. Mm -hmm. And I'd say over the last three to four years, I've been seeing an influx of TBI specific education conferences and seminars happening. I think that's positive. And I think that the second part which we touched on earlier is, is an actual inevitability because there's money in it. Mm-hmm. I think that the testing, the imaging, uh, the ability to diagnose even sooner is, is coming. And I think that the more readily available that is across mm-hmm. the board, I think that's going to not just for the personal injury industry, but just for the community and society as a whole, because I'm I'm only looking at personally, you know, Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to be auto accident an attorneys group. I'm looking at motor vehicle accidents, auto accidents. Right. Traumatic brain injuries are. I'm I'm so nervous. My kids love pogo sticks. I don't know what. <laughs> stick <made> come back. <laughs>
1: I didn't know they did make a comeback. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have a six and an eight year old that are just absolutely infatuated with pogo sticks, and it drives me crazy. And I'm constantly telling them that they are not allowed. That first off, they love wearing Crocs. Uh, and I'm like, you can't jump in Crocs and you have to have a helmet on, but pogo sticks, rollerblading, biking. We had, um, uh, Sunny Bono. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was another actress that so many of these, and and these are high pro the only reason we know about these because they were famous people. Right. And they suffered uh, a head trauma that subjectively Mm -hmm. they, they themselves, if you think about it, who knows your body better than you? You know, right. when you don't feel fine, if you have anxiety, if you have a headache, you know, these are people that experienced head trauma that felt well enough subjectively to not even seek medical ass- assistance mm-hmm. and they perished. Yeah. So that, that goes to show how, how dangerous head trauma is.
1: You, uh, are you familiar with, um, Bob Saget? Yes. Yeah. That was yes. another one.
0: You're right. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But and, and you say that and I thought I was being just cuz I have I have a 2-year-old and it's my first and only. And I thought I was just being the overprotective parent cuz she loves Every morning I go to wake her up, she loves taking her head and banging it up against a pillow. I was like, baby, no, we don't even know how powerful that brain is yet. You can't, you can't hurt it. (laughs) But I'm glad I have another brother in arms. It's like, no, helmet. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's an unfortunate byproduct of uh, what you and I see on a daily basis. Everything becomes a a threat in the world. Like, No, no, baby, don't, don't do that.
1: (laughs) And oh, you don't even want to see when I'm driving with her in the car because now I know that there are people driving in cars who have undiagnosed head injuries or may have had. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) 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 thanks, Ali. You just (laughs) you just drew my. Yeah, no, you're on the right track. (laughs) It's funny, but yeah, I think we I think we need to keep continuing continue to talk about it. I think education needs to continue to be at the forefront. Um, correct education, because like you alluded to earlier, there is some some misconceptions out. Um, and that's one reason why the concussion center came to be um, is because we saw that there were a lot of people in this space because there was money to be made. Um, but there, there needed to be a complete picture or complete treatment around it. Um, so we came mm-hmm. we, we built that and. Um, Thanks to supporters like you and the pressure you guys have put on us, we've now brought treatments in-house. So we have a cognitive behavioral therapist in-house right now. Uh, we have you. Um, Botox and other injections and medications that we can use. Um, we're working on some physical therapy to bring in-house as well too. So um, we have that whole complete picture around it. So clients like yours have one place to come to and they can get everything they need in one place. So uh, we we still we can't stop. We still got to keep our foot on the pedal. Um, Like you said, the education. Um, We've started doing what we are calling brain injury certifications, where our neurologist and our uh, clinical director will host a um, session on uh, two hours on a Saturday. And it's geared toward um, paralegals and case managers to show them the real world signs of a brain injury. And then mm. to educate them on how it should be treated, um, not making them doctors, but making them, as you said, competent. So right. they can say, oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, That's
0: so important because they're they're sort of the front line, especially on injury cases, right? Exactly. Like if it's if outside of an injury case, it's the patient talking directly to a physician. But in an injury case, the law office and, and all the players in the law office were sort of the front lines. Mm-hmm. They they sometimes will tell us things they don't even tell their attending physicians. Oh wow! So I think it's it's really really brilliant that you guys are doing that, and I think it's critical for the legal side, so that there are these keywords. Like mm-hmm. if there's a particular type of symptom, be like, oh, if somebody says this, that should be a red flag in your mind. Make sure that you reach out to uh, uh, this particular specialist or let the patient know to bring that up to their physician. Right.
1: Um... So before we get out of here, um, I always give the opportunity for um, our guests to plug whatever they want to plug. Um, you can shout out to social media, um, tell us about any new exciting things that are going on with you or the firm. What do you want the people to know, sir?
0: Okay, first off, thank you so much for having me again. I appreciate the Concussion Center for doing this. If I could get one thing out there into the stratosphere, uh, we are the auto accident attorneys group. Google us if you ever need us. More importantly, though, any parents out there with children, we've been talking about head trauma. I say this because I'm a father of two young girls, and I had such a difficult time with my first one when she was rear facing. I wanted, when you're driving in the driver's seat and your child is rear facing in the back, you can't can't see them. You, we mm-hmm. did the whole mirror thing. You're constantly looking. So you can't wait to turn them around. Mm-hmm. The by far and away, the number one auto accident type of collision in America is the rear end collision. And when you have a rear end collision, the for, when if a car is behind me, the force <laughs> of the vehicle is pushing me forward, my head, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to bend my cervical spine. I don't know if you have video on this podcast or not. So maybe this we is do.
1: use we do. Okay.
0: So the (laughs) cervical spine here is holding up this big head and it bends back. There's a lot of extension and flexion going on. Mm -hmm. You can imagine if you're a baby, you have an infant cervical spine, an infant neck, when they're rear facing, all of that force is going into the back of their seat. The back of their head is on the the car seat. So it Mm -hmm. gets absorbed. So the one thing I wanted, if if you're giving me the platform, Antonio, absolutely. Absolutely. For as long as the manufacturer says they usually have a weight limit and and length, Mm -hmm. hit that maximum. They're okay. I know it looks like they're uncomfortable because their knees are bent. (laughs) If they're within the weight and the height still, keep them rear-facing as long as possible, simply because the risk of a rear-end collision is so high, and you don't want that that infant to have that sort of trauma on their cervical spine at such a young age. Keep them rear-facing as long as possible. It's the only thing I can ask.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So you gave us your social media. You guys just did a um, renovation of the office. It is beautiful. Yeah, Thank you so much. You, you were so tied up. I couldn't get a chance to grab you, but it is beautiful. Um, oh, saw, thank you for coming. <laughs> yes, sir. I saw one of the innovations a couple minutes ago and I'm still jealous about it. I'll tell Brent that we need that in the office. Um, <laughs> so we may be reaching out to you for contact because uh, <laughs> we're actually you saw our original office. Um, we're on a um, 5,000 square foot renovation right now. So there's 5,000 square feet to our left. So we got to bust out a wall and expand out. So yeah. Um, once that's done, we'll, we'll have another re-grand opening, invite everybody back out. But um, hopefully by that time I'll have your contact. We'll have that same apparatus installed. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, once again, thanks for, thanks for sitting down with us. I appreciate your time. Um, it won't be the last time, I promise you. Um, we're going to have our all-stars edition here soon, where we're going to have a full panel of attorneys and doctors, and we're just going to. We're going to go at it. It may be a three part episode, but hey, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, I look forward to that. Absolutely. But hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Talking Heads. It, you've had me, Antonio. I'm going to go and see what the two hair boys are out here doing. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> but until <laughs> next time, guys, thanks for letting us fill your head. Thank you for listening to Talking Heads. This podcast has been brought to you by the Concussion Center. We appreciate the opportunity to fill your brain with some new information regarding head injuries. If you have any additional topics you would like us to cover, please reach out to us on our various social media platforms at the Concussion Center or hit us up on our website at concussionctr.com.